0: Hello dear friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable and I pray that you will receive from the Holy Spirit uh, what God wants you to receive today from this Bible study. Every time we go to the Word of God, I believe the Holy Spirit becomes extremely active toward us and I believe that He will help us to minister this Word today and I believe He will help you to hear. You know, I've often said, there's not only an anointing to minister the Word if we're called and appointed of God to do so, but there is an anointing upon us to hear the Word of God. You know, there's a scripture, it sounds like a paradox in 1 John, and it says <laughs> "It says you have no need that any man teach you, and yet God has set in the church, pastors and teachers. Isn't that incredible? Sounds like a contradiction. It really isn't. It means that man in and of himself, regardless of his religious garb, his do- denominational preference, his his robe or his his credentials of authority, In and of himself, without the Holy Spirit working in him and through him, uh, cannot possibly teach spiritual truth that is revealed by the spirit and so it says because we have an unction from the holy one and we know all things because of that special anointing unction simply means a special a specified special anointing so i have a special anointing to preach because i'm called by the lord to preach and teach as a pastor evangelist and every christian If you're a Christian today, you have a special anointing to hear. The Word of God and receive it and understand it today. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, as the Holy Spirit comes to help me to minister, the Holy Spirit is coming to help you hear. And he that hath an ear, and and you do have that capability today if you're a Christian, he that hath an ear, a spiritual ability to discern and understand spiritually revealed truth today, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And I believe that we are a right on target in step with, in sync with the Holy Spirit as we bring these studies and we do not choose them arbitrarily. These are prayerfully chosen subjects. And right now we're talking about something that is relevant to every Christian living in the last of the last days or the end Times. Uh, The Bible speaks of enemies of the cross. Of Christ, and as we go into this study, we've begun one segment of it already. If you can go to our website once again and back up to that segment, the first in the series, "Enemies of the Cross," it will help you to catch up, be on the same page. But you don't have to do that to receive this teaching today. Amen. We pray you will follow us on the web, and we can we can get across the message that God wants us all to hear and to heed these are crucial Critical messages and I believe that God's already anointed me to bring it and i I believe with all of my heart he's anointing you to hear it today enemies of the cross of Christ immediately it comes to mind as you're turning to Philippians three seventeen through nineteen uh, madeline murray o'Hare the 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 world religions that hate christianity uh, uh, the the radical world religionists who hate Christianity. Christianity, the culture that is antichrist in its spirit and nature, uh, hating uh, Christianity. And listen to me carefully. It's, it's, the danger is that we'll be so busy looking without at those enemies of the cross, and certainly they are. That we fail to look closer, and that is to look within. You know, the Bible said the enemy would plant tares. Among the wheat, and I believe, as we go into this study, please stay with us as we define tares among the wheat. We're going to be able to see very, very clearly uh, what the Scripture is talking about when it says enemies of the cross of Christ. Let me read it to you again today, Philippians three seventeen through nineteen, brethren, be followers of me. And mark them which walk, so as ye have us for an ensample or example. For many, this is highlighted in my mind, this word keeps reoccurring and it's so disconcerting. Not discouraging to the point of not uh, having the courage to stand in the midst of all of the falsehood and the falling away. It's just discouraging that so many people... Are deceived in this last closing hour. My web minister is on top of this. His heart is with my heart, and the Holy Spirit is all over him. And if you read his comments as he adds them, not just my teachings, but his comments, uh, brother Doug uh, Herring, uh, you will you will hear this reoccurring message about the falsehoods and the deception that would mark the end. Time, and it will help you to become more discerning. we don't want anyone to be afraid or intimidated, but we want everyone to be aware and alerted. be sober and be vigilant. We have an adversary, and he's not just without his greatest threat is when he is working within, and listen to it carefully for many verse eighteen of Philippians three. Walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame. Important last phrase of this verse 19, Who mind earthly things who mind earthly things. If we study the Scripture, we'll discover very quickly that you cannot have two masters. You will love one and hate the other. Uh, this is what Jesus taught. I'm going to read that again for the sake of going forward this time and in a complete thought. Matthew 6:19 through 24 Lay not up yourself treasures upon the earth, minding earthly things. Things There's a message out there today that is specifically set upon the temporal and the material instead of the spiritual and the eternal. Even the leaders that have so many followers and many of the followers that follow. You see, if the blind lead the blind, the scripture said everyone will end up in the same ditch together. Listen to it carefully. Lay not up yourself treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up your tre- yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It's, it's incredibly important in this day. Uh, to set our heart upon things above and not the things of this earth. A.W. Tozer said it this way. He said, Christianity is so enthralled with the world that millions never guess how radically they have missed the New Testament pattern. Compromise is everywhere. The world is whitewashed just enough to pass inspection by blind men and women posing as believers. Posing as believers. I'm going to read another quote by A.W. Tozer. He spoke of Christianity in the postmodern world as a quasi-Christianity, and it's achieving acceptance by compromise. It is a dickering with the unregenerate world for acceptance And as someone said recently, it is the offering Christ at bargain prices to win customers. The total result is a conglomerate religious mess that cannot but make the reverent Christian sick in his heart. And that's exactly what Paul was saying. He said, I weep because this is occurring. Philippians three seventeen through 19 I'm going to read it from the paraphrase. Listen very closely. Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. For I've told you often before, I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct show they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and they think only about life here on earth. Notice that Paul says that many walk this way. Many are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Doesn't say there's a few. See, this is not an aberration. This is not just a few people that Satan has planted in the church, who have not truly come to know Christ, truly had their heart changed and been regener- repentant and been regenerated by the Holy Spirit. But this, there are many. He says there are many that walk this way. Many suggestions have been made. Therefore. To what this specific group of people Paul has in mind. And I don't think it's clear enough to just uh, uh, take care of every aspect of this. But it does seem clear that Paul is referring to professing Christians whose lifestyle betrays the cross of Christ. There are people like this around in Paul's day. And friend, I say it with tears also, unfortunately. There are people like this around in our day. Some describe them this way. These are people who say they are friends of Jesus Christ and the cross of Christ, who advocate Christ, who identify with Christ, whose names may be on the church roll, who want and seek spiritual leadership positions. But they are truly enemies of the cross of Christ. They are very subtle. It takes discernment to recognize them. You know the scripture says that strong meat... The the revealed truth of God's Word, strong meat, received by, given by, granted by, and received by revelation. The strong meat belongs to those that are of full age, who by reason of the exercise of their senses are able to discern good and evil. It sounds like that would be such an easy thing to do, light and darkness. It's a no-brainer. Oh, yes, it can't even be a brainer. I don't think you can figure this out without the help of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Scriptures. But when we have both at work, the Spirit of Truth, the Bible said the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Truth, and when He is come, and thank God He has come, he will guide us, and He will guide you, and He will guide me. This unction from the Holy One is the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit Himself. Hallelujah. Praise God. He will guide us into all truth. Praise God. And listen to Spurgeon's words about this same group of people. He said, Beloved, I would rather have a thousand devils out of the church Than have one in it. I do not care about all the adversaries outside. Our greatest cause of fear. Is the crafty wolves. In sheep's clothing. And he put that in parenthesis. That devour the flock. It is against such that we would denounce in holy wrath. And solemn. The solemn sentence of divine indignation. For such would shed our bitterest tears of sorrow they are the enemies of the cross of christ the apostle paul goes on to say that he's told the philippians often about these types of people enemies of the cross it is a theme we see throughout the new testament there are those who profess christ but are spiritual counterfeits they are false teachers out there Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ and we need to be aware that not everyone who professes the name of Jesus Christ actually belongs to Him. And Jesus warned us, didn't He, in Matthew seven fifteen? beware of false prophets who come to you in, as Spurgeon put it, and the Bible clearly delineates it, in sheep's clothing. But inwardly, they are ravenous wolves they may appear harmless at first, but they are destructive and deadly. Jesus told us to beware of false prophets. So we need to be ever watchful and not be deceived by them. Peter also warns about false teachers in Second Peter uh, chapter 1. Listen. But there were false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. Paul is asking the Philippians the question, where's your ambition focused? On things of the earth, which are temporal and passing away, or things of heaven, which are eternal and have everlasting value. Remember ultimately. There are only two possible ambitions. Either his glory. Jesus. Centered ambition. Or our own glory. Self-centered ambition. You see to follow Jesus. The first prerequisite. Is to deny self. There's no point in going to taking up the cross. Enemies of the cross. Are really enemies. Of the. De- of denying themselves as well. You would have to deny yourself to live that crucified life that the Bible speaks of. Apostle Paul said, said by the, because of the cross, I'm crucified to the world. The world is crucified to me. It's incredibly important today. To recognize that God has called us to not lose our self, our self-identity, our self-worth, our our self-expression. But to lose that selfish part of us that lives only for the pleasuring of the flesh. That our ambitions reflect, our values therefore reflect where our heart is. And that also reflects where our true treasure is only two ambitions in the heart and life of a believer either his glory jesus-centered or our own glory self-centered it's not wrong to desire marriage a family a meaningful career the nicer things in life or even a successful ministry that grows and touches the lives of many i have that ambition but it is not for my name's sake Before I began this broadcast, I asked God to search my heart and know my motive that there is no ulterior motive in seeking to reach more and more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's all right to have that kind of ambition as long as in our heart of hearts we are seeking it all for the glory of God. Indeed, it's entirely appropriate that we should have these and other ambitions, but all such ambitions must be subject to our ambition to know Christ, and to experience resurrection power, and to be more like Jesus, identified in His suffering and His death, that we might also be identified with His resurrection. So Paul is recognizing uh, and challenging us to examine our values In the light of the cross, one writer comments on the current seeker-friendly movement that is attracting so many today. He said in the modern church of the new millennium, there's a sort of pseudo-spiritual reassurance. I'm okay. You're okay. God loves us just the way we are and wants to bless us and give us everything our flesh craves. And listen... The only one and the only way that God can truly fill you and I and fulfill us is when we set our hearts on things above and not beneath. You see, enemies of the cross want a steady diet of positive, inspirational, self-help messages. They want to feel good about themselves and about what they want in this life. They want their church experience to reinforce those feelings And most church leaders strive to make sure they get just what they want because they know you have to keep people happy if you're going to keep them coming back and continue to support the institution. I believe that is true. I'm seeing that. I've been a pastor for 45 years. Uh, I'm, I'm like the insurance commercial. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. And I have seen this transition from looking for the soon return of Christ and living our life in, in in that reality, <laughs> literally traveling light in this world, we all need shelter. We all need our needs met materially, but mainly so that we can focus on things that are above and not things beneath. You see, their God is their own desires, and they care only for the things of this world. In other words, they aren't too concerned about what the God of the universe wants. And they have no real eternal spiritual perspective because they are too wrapped up in this present world and all it has to offer. The Bible describes them this way, that they have a form of godliness denying the power. It's descriptive of people also in the last days, in particular, that would be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Friend, I want you to know today that this is a very serious, sobering time that we are living in. This is not to make you question your salvation. This is to is to challenge you to make sure that you are truly saved and that you are following Jesus and not following the world's standards and the world's mores. The Bible puts it once again this way in Romans 12:1 and 2. I beseech you, brethren, By the mercies of God, this devotion that is necessary that we would qualify to be a true disciple of Jesus, a real, genuine, bona fide follower of Christ, that we can meet the two prerequisites for doing that, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. That is the unalterable standard to follow Jesus to be a true disciple of Christ. And friend of mine, I want to, I want to constantly uh, challenge myself and look inward and make sure I'm not going with the flow. You see, the tares among the wheat, some of them hold spiritual office, some of them high spiritual office, but they really have never met the Lord. Listen to me carefully. How do you know that? You can't see their heart. That's right, I can't. That's why this is such a subtle and subversive thing that's happening today. We can only see what is presented to us on the outward, but God sees the inward. And Paul said, these people, they, they, they acknowledge the Lord, but they don't truly know Him. I've preached for many years about returning to the first love. But I have discovered something, particularly in these last days, I've lived long enough to see last day prophecies fulfilled and the falling away has begun. The beginning of sorrows is here. I believe prophetically that can be substantiated and and proven. Listen to me carefully. I have preached for so many years about the need to return to and do our first works to rekindle the flame of the first love. And I'm discovering that there are many, as the Scriptures declare, as others have confirmed, many that have never known the first love because they've never truly been saved because they haven't been truly saved. They have no true love for Christ, no appreciation for what he's done at the cross, except what they feign to obtain those spiritual positions to fit in. And these are enemies of the cross. And we look at others and we judge ourselves by them and we need to quit looking at them and set our focus on Him. Ephesians 5 and verse 1 said that to be followers of God. That word follower means Im- imutate, not just emulating, but Im- imitating Him. Be you followers of God as dear children and walk as in love as He walked. Walk in that divine agape love even as He walked you see a disciple of Jesus in order to follow him has to walk as he walked so we don't look at them and begin to say well he, they hold this this high position and they're doing this and that 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 uh, it, you know i i don't know I, but they're doing it and god is blessing them and giving them great ministries listen to me carefully this is the this is serious this word many keeps popping up Many shall say to me, Jesus said in that day, Lord, Lord, I've done mighty works in your name. I have cast out devils in your name. And he will say unto them, Depart from me, you that work iniquity. I never knew you. That means this person that is making this bold claim in the presence of the Holy One that is so blinded and so convinced that they couldn't miss it. They are never convicted of their sin, never met Christ as their Savior, and they may hold a high position in the church. A friend of mine, is time we quit judging ourselves by this brother, that sister, we are that preacher, that pastor. Listen, we need to look at the divine pattern. It's Jesus It's Jesus. It's Jesus. We used to sing the song to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. That's all I want is to be more like him. Hallelujah. I want to be more like my Savior and my Sovereign today. I want to follow him more closely now than I've ever followed him in all of my life. And it's not because I'm 72 and 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 I don't have all of that time in front of me. Uh, it's because that we are in the last of the last day. And the deception is so strong. The, the falsehood that has come into the church world because of the lack of discernment is so pervasive and pronounced. Friend of mine, I don't know about you, but I want to follow Jesus more closely than I've ever followed Him in all of my days and all of my life. For many false prophets are out into the world and they shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many will wax cold so we've got people that have never fallen in love with him because they've never truly been saved they can't have that first love rekindled oh but those who have really met him come to know him come to love him and we find ourselves drifting thank god we can come back thank god we can do our first works Thank God we can get back in the Bible, back in church, back under sound doctrine and sound teaching. Thank God we can be restored to where we need to be and follow Jesus more closely than ever before. Praise God. If you're one of those Christians who have drifted and and, and maybe compromised in order to fit in, friend of mine, it's time, it's high time, it's past time to take our stand and to make a fresh commitment of our heart and life to follow Jesus, to bow to no other God, but to follow the true and living God and His Son and our Sovereign and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I know that God is calling you to know Him. I know my Father doesn't will that any perish, but that all have eternal life. I know that God is calling you to come. Repent of your sin, receive His forgiveness, and follow Him. Follow Him the rest of the days of your life. He will lead you, in paths of righteousness. For his name's sake. He will keep you. From the pitfalls. And the snares of the enemy. And today. Make your calling and election sure. Make sure you're not. In a church where you're comfortable. If you can sin without conviction. You need to find a church. When you walk in the door. You, you, you got to leave right with God. You can't just go back. Live the same old pattern without conviction, without being drawn by the Holy Spirit to come close to God. Now more than ever, now more than ever, we need to be discerning Christians. So friend, I want you to come back next week to hear this message continue. It is a crucial message for this critical time that we are living. We're not going to be one of the many. You know why? If you truly save today, we're not of those. We're not of those who turn back unto perdition. We're unto those that believe to the saving of the soul. Hallelujah. Well, God bless you and yours today. Please come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.